Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Finance and Accounting Show. And today we have another great guest on. Now, one of the things that you really come into, whether you're running an accounting business or whether you're running any type of business is when it comes down to scaling, delegating, growing, using the resources of a team, because there's only so much you can do individually. So I'm excited about bringing on today's guest because we're going to definitely talk about that topic of, you know, some of the realities of what some people might call growing pains, but also ways that you can effectively navigate that. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on the workflow queen. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm really good. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I always look forward to conversations about systems and workflows because one is having gone through growth and scaling of my own, you know, cast practice. One of the things that I realize is if you don't have systems, it is going to be overwhelming. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so before we jump into the details of that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So my name is Alyssa Lang. I'm the owner and founder here at Workflow Queen. I actually, before this business here, where we actually help bookkeepers and accountants to utilize tech systems, automation, all that fun stuff to truly grow their team. Prior to that, I actually also owned a tax practice, but it was tax and bookkeeping for about five years really struggled with systems and processes and just felt really exhausted and also felt like nobody really was teaching on it in the industry. Um, so I kind of figured it out and I do it like the bunny ears because it really wasn't like in one day, it was like years of trial and error, as we all know. <laughs> um, so eventually I found out that a lot of other bookkeepers and accountants really struggled with the same thing. And so that's where Workflow Queen was born. And that's where we started to help the industry. Um, since then I had sold my firm and now I actually was crazy enough to get back into it, but this time with a partner, which we just started Magnetic Bookkeeping Consulting in January. So I'm back in the game and so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. Now with, with your, your new firm that you're back in the game with, do you guys focus on mm -hmm. tax or bookkeeping or a mixture? Yeah. So we're not doing, I'm not touching tax with a 10 foot pole. No more. I will not do it. <laughs> I will hand that off to you guys. I will hand it off to all the other people. So we're just focusing on like the bookkeeping and consulting side. So a lot of CFO work and stuff like that. So it's, we're really pushing this time around those real high level advisory, because that's truly where we thrive, me and my partner and also our team as well. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we, we I definitely had have a, a, a similar thought process of when I approached kind of my firm with the TL Turner group of like, you know, I do not want to touch tax at all. Um, <laughs> like all of my clients, they have a tax accountant that I'm like, mm -hmm. I will communicate with them, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, nope, no, no. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> awesome. Now, you know, one of the things that as you mentioned about, you know, kind of your journey of developing systems and uh, how it, you know, it wasn't an overnight process, something that took years. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'm always curious, and I even ask myself this is, you know, it's like, what is it that like caused me to like 
go at the approach of not having systems because it seems like the default for a lot of people is to just grind it out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty normal. I think like naturally as humans, we just want to be like, give me a problem. Let's go solve it. There's no, <laughs> let the DJ resolve it. I have no idea how that just like magically <laughs> became a thing right now, but that was great. Um, <laughs> but pretty much like, I think that we're just constantly told, go, go, go work really hard, get it done, like make it happen. And then it's like, cool. I just scaled. I just hit a wall. And now I'm like screwed if I don't get people to help me and you can't have people help you and do it accurately without having the right things in place. And so I think that what happens is people will go and grind. Like you said, it becomes a hustle that becomes a business and then a mission driven business. And at one point you really have to reflect and say, it's, I think it's time for me to like start implementing them. But it's really interesting because now that we went back into the business and now we're back into our firm, it was immediately so easy for us to just be like, no brainer. We are immediately documenting everything that we do. Like, obviously we're using our own resources. We give our students, which is really cool. So it's a lot easier. Um, but I think the more you do it, if everybody here that's listening were to redo their business again, I bet you a million dollars, everybody would say, document your processes first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because, you know, for myself, my background is, is you know, accounting and as a CPA, you know, you started off in audit. And one of the early things that you learn in audit is documenting processes and controls. But it just yeah. seems like accountants completely throw that out when it's time to start their own business. I think that's pretty normal, though. If you really think about it, I've met I've met so many students of mine who have literally told me I've been in corporate for almost 13, 14 years, and now I'm going in my business. And I don't know how it just didn't like get through my head that, oh my gosh, I should probably document, be documenting this because that's what they're taught. And it's just like, you would think these things would click, but I think the reason why we don't do it when we know we probably should is because it's really hard because guess what? When you're working corporate, you have someone accountable to, Hey, did you get your SOPs done? Hey, did you turn in your processes? Who's accountable? You are. And it's like, at the end of the day, like it's really hard to keep yourself accountable to actually documenting those things. And then you convince yourself because we all have big egos. We convince ourselves that nobody's going to be able to do it better than me. Like, how can I even just transfer that knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that is so interesting. You know, I, I have this conversation with my wife at times because she still works um, a corporate job. And one of the things that, you know, it, when she helps out with different things in the business that we'll kind of talk through is I was like, you know, what I found to be very interesting is that in the corporate world, it's like there was just such a hard push to be known as, hey, the person who can get it done. Whereas now when you come to a business, it's now I want to be create the system and manage the system and let the system do the work. And it just is a very interesting transition. Yeah, 100 percent. I think it's just hard to like kind of put the two together and you're just playing such a different like you're literally either in the minor league or you're in the major league. And so like when you have your own business, you're kind of starting to play in the major league. And like, can you imagine like trying to use the same tools you did in the minor league in your major league, right? Like it just would never reflect the same. And I think that that's something that we all think like, well, if someone else did it, I could do it. Like, no, it's going to be unique to everybody ultimately. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Now, you know, one of the interesting things that we're in is, you know, this time of where some people have labeled it as, the great resignation or the great reconsideration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, companies are finding it challenging to 
find and train staff? You know, how have you seen this systems approach really help businesses kind of approach, you know, the time that we're in now? Um, honestly, I think, and I've experienced this myself with recently hiring, um, that there's a lot of people, especially this generation is all about like, Google lied to us our whole entire life that like, they would just want to keep us at work longer because they give us beer and they let us sleep on their, their like beds or whatever. Like, no, they're playing with you. Right. And so I think this new generation has really changed the game with people thinking in a different perspective that like, I really would rather focus on me and really building a life that really like I can die happy. Versus before it was always you die happy based off of how much work did I get done. And I think that systems and the approach to that, it allows for you to create some sort of a culture and some sort of an environment for your team to have that step-by-step process where it's like, if you get these things done, you make it more efficient. You don't even have to work 40 hours anymore, but you can still get paid that same capacity. You know, so it's working with the newer generation coming up with also those knowledge and tools and really kind of dangling that carrot and saying like, you keep this process and you you do X, Y, Z, I will give you your 30-hour work. We can still pay you your 40. Nice, nice. Now, yeah. you know, one of the things I'm curious is for yourself, I mean, just being the workflow queen and figuring that out for yourself. Now, like you said, getting back into having a firm, you know, when you started expanding and started, you know, bringing on whether it's contractors or employees, you know, how, how, do, how well did they pick up on the processes that you already had documented? Um, I think it's a pretty quick thing. I think the hardest part for most people, and this is not even just me, when you're running your firm and you're trying to hand off, you're not just handing off like, I mean, a lot of our work is transactional. I don't want to say that it's not, but what I mean is it's very relationship driven as well. And so how can you really translate to someone a relationship that you've built over several years of time when you bring someone on, right? So I think the biggest thing for us that was a big major change was we implemented something called Notion, which is essentially where we like store pretty much databases of information, like about personality, about do they love cats? Like, what do they like to do on the weekends? Like little connecting factors, uh, details like um, they recently hired their brother as an intern, those types of things that when we bring people on, it makes it a lot easier for them to say, it's pretty much like a profile, right? So like, let's just say that like, what are those people that like assassinate people? Like, I'm sure that they have like some sort of like a, like documentation of like, this is who we assassinate. This is where they live. This is where they eat. Right. So like, why can't we do that also in our business? Because like, how do you think that there's multiple assassins? I don't know why I'm using that example to like support, you know what I mean? The end result. So think of your business in that capacity as how can I build these types of profiles to be able to hand it off? And so for us, like the struggle is always that that piece, the relationship piece, but as long as you're like forward thinking about it, I think it could really come into your favor. Absolutely. You know, as you were mentioning that example, it made me think about like in John Wick where, you know, in the movie, <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you could have this like league of professional assassins and every of them, every one of them do have like a dossier on like every target that they're after. They know all of their habits. They know where they like to go. They know what they like mm-hmm. to eat. But, but I do think, like I said, in a business context, it helps you understand who you're working with a lot more mm-hmm. when you have that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But good example. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, for yourself, I mean, like, you know, currently, how many people do you have on your team? So here at Workflow Queen, we have two full-time team members. One of them's technically in Canada, so she's we're in the U.S. So technically, 
Um, she's a contractor, but we consider her a full-time team member because she's consistently in it, in it to win it. Um, and then we have an assistant. She's full-time as well. A lot of different contractors that we work with, social media managers, stuff like that. As for our firm, we have a couple different team members. We have both partners, which we are both named Alyssa, which makes it easy for everybody. Um, we do, we recently hired a newer contractor who's helping us with a marketing strategy that we're working through and a couple of bookkeepers as well. Awesome. Now for your, your mm -hmm. partner, do you guys spell your names the same? Yep. Exact same <laughs> way. She's actually, it's really interesting because Alyssa, her name's Alyssa True Love, which she's like my unicorn is what I call her. I mean, she's got the perfect last name for it. Um, she's actually one of my team members at Workflow Queen. That's how I met her. And I just saw her like how driven she was and just how much she's just hyped about just working and impacting the world as much as I am. Um, to the point where I actually approached her. I said, I really want to get back into it. I don't know why I'm so crazy and I want to get back into running a firm, but I don't want to do it solo this time around. I actually want to bring on a partner. Um, and I actually approached her. So we're actually partners in our firm together, which is very exciting. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about is, you know, it's one thing to have that workflow and that systems mindset for yourself. But when you start to bring on other people, um, because for some reason, we naturally just tend to not operate with documenting process mm -hmm. and systems is how did you really embed that in the culture of the team so that as new people are coming on, they know like, hey, I'm I'm going to be contributing to building up this system and not getting back in the mindset of, well, I'm just going to grind it out and do it. So how did you get them to adopt that systems mindset. Um, so going back to the whole concept of dangling the carrot, one of the best ways that you could do this to your team is like, we tell our team that it might be scary for you to be documenting the processes because you might fear that like, they just want me to document it because they want to replace me one day. We actually try to shift their mindset, because their approach to that. And we actually tell them like, if you can literally document your whole entire role and you're crushing it, like you have to be good at what, your job, right? Um, and you, you're able to at one point be able to hand off every single task to someone else and you are just crushing in your role and we have a promotion ready, you will immediately be moved. And so for us, we have constantly, our team is constantly shifting because when they can prove to me that being coming in as an assistant and they've documented and removed themselves fully by documentation, well, you're now ready for the next step. What do you want to do? How can you help serve me in a way that makes you happy where you can, you know, serve the life that you want and the purpose that you choose? So for us, it's about that encouragement, also infusing more and more every day with like, especially team members who aren't used to documenting so much. What we do or what I called myself the annoying like boss at the very beginning. Now I no longer do it because it's another manager. Um, but essentially anytime like a team member would say something, I can't think of an example. Um, we would be like, hey, did you document that? Hey, did you write that down? Like whatever it is, it's not every little detail, but it's consistently reminding them like, hey, like, is there a way we can make this easier? Put the link, you know, right here in the Asana task versus having to go to like Google search, like just constantly bringing those things up. And I think that they just eventually are like, they're just doing it on their own. And then they're start nudging me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love you guys. <laughs> That has to be a very awesome feeling. I, I would say just just to to be able to develop that culture of you know people thinking in terms of a system. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I I think back to um, spending. A, I spent a lot of time around engineers, and one of the things that I noticed from spending time with, with them is, and they were I guess aerospace engineers, so pretty much surrounded by rocket scientists. 
And it's like, yes. in order for that airplane to fly, you had to have some very reliable system things to happen. Like there couldn't be things that just like, hey, well, sometimes this flies and sometimes it doesn't. It's just like everything has to have a system. And and I think it made it so much easier for us to be able to rely on the things that we were doing. So, I mean, I think that is amazing. I mean, that, that must be an amazing feeling to have that systems culture within your organization. Yeah, now, absolutely. And even our number one, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I think we have a lag a little bit on my end, at least. It might be me. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's part of the part of the joys of being able, like I said, to having a remote business of being able to travel. But please go ahead what you were going to say. I honestly totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I like lose things. They go like this, like so fast. It's insane. <laughs> now, one of the things we were talking about before um, we, we you know, started recording was, you know, it, you're traveling and you're you're seeing you know, new great adventures as you're, you know, moving throughout the country. Um, but your team is actually at a conference. Can you tell us about, you know, kind of, you know, your philosophy behind really encouraging your team to develop and continue growing? Yeah. So our team is currently at BKX. It's um, a bookkeeper conference. I spoke at it last year. I was invited this year to speak, but I actually had to pull out of the event to be able to focus on some personal things that are happening. But our company is currently sponsoring uh, one of the sponsors um, at the event. And so Alyssa Love, who's also my partner at my firm, is literally, if you met her, she's literally like sparkle in your pocket. Like no joke, wants to just hug you, always laughing, always just like such great energy. And we have some other people who are also working the booth as well. So for me, I'm just always constantly promoting a like, hey, look, here's your goals. Here's your opt-in goals. Here's your sales goals. Here's what I need from you. Whatever you do to make it happen is all on you. So they've got like a unicorn thing that people are like throwing like bins on to do a giveaway. Like there, people are having a blast right now, but I really encourage instead of putting people in a box, and saying, I'm going to need this, 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 and this, and allowing them to shine and allowing them to kind of take that control, like builds their confidence, makes them excited that me, I'm like, cool, you guys are doing this event, hitting all the numbers, and I can go focus on myself. And I can go focus on this personal journey that I'm dealing with, because not a lot of business owners have the luxury to pause. And like, they really can't because their business truly will fail. And so for me, I feel very blessed and very honored how hard I've worked to get them to, to stand up and say, I want to be here and I'm motivated and I'm excited and I'm wearing a purple, purple shirt. And I'm super pumped about this. <laughs> you know, I love that. It's always so, so great to hear because like, see, you don't really hear a lot of business owners that can share that story. And, and I think a lot of it goes back to, they just didn't put the, the work in to develop the systems yeah. that allows them to be able to focus on life when things happen because things do happen. So, I mean, that yeah. is amazing to hear. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's been a, a lot of work, but I, I try to live and breathe showcasing the journey that I'm currently on right now. I've been very silent. Um, when I say silent, like on our Instagram and stuff, when usually you see me a lot, but my team has stepped up and now they're going on our Instagram stories. Now they're putting their pictures up there. So like I've allowed them because I'm like, I need to take a step back for myself. And like, it's been, I just keep reflecting on the fact that like how much I feel so honored that these people want to trade their life to come help me so I can figure out my life. Right. And so like, it's just, it's a very humbling experience. 
<laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, if people are interested in finding out more about you, more, more about, you know, your organization, you know, where can they find you online? So you can either go to our website, workflowqueen.com, or you can find me. I'm typically, mostly, usually always on Instagram, but lately I've been taking a pause. But at Workflow Queen, um, you will get direct access to having chats with us. I love doing vo voice notes. And yeah, that's Alyssa True Love right there in her unicorn outfit. <laughs> She's like my fave. <laughs> as you can I see it's like the team now yeah and so i always encourage people like you can you can even phase your own face out of your own company it just takes time <laughs> i love it i love it that is awesome well before we wrap up one question that i always love asking every guest that comes on is when you think about you know your journey of where you've been and you think about where you are now what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners and it could be two things that you've already shared or it could be something, you know, two completely new points that you want to share. Yeah, done is better than perfect. Like stop overcomplicating everything. Just do it. Like you can tweak things later. And also um, the other piece of advice I'd like to give people is when you are implementing anything in your business, whether that's systems or team or whatever it is, is don't try to do all the complicated stuff. You're going to read a bunch of articles online. You're going to watch a couple, bunch of videos or listen to people say things. And you're going to want to do exactly what they say. You need to take things one step at a time. You can always add layers later. And that's my biggest, biggest tip is start small, add the layers. You'll be just fine. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for gracing us with the presence of the Workflow Queen. And thank you for being an amazing guest on today's show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.